it is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too it's a thing and now the truth is out there i can tell you about my favorite place to have fun chumba casino they have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week you can play for free anytime anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses so join me in the fun sign up now at chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary btw void were prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Record now. And we'll jump in in three, two, one. Hey, everybody. Welcome into another edition of Future Brew right here on MazeBrew.com. I am Vaughn Lozon. Joining me today, as usual, John Simmons, Stephen Ostentoski here to talk about some Michigan football recruiting. John, how you doing today? Good. Excited. We have bunch to talk about for the first time in a, about a month or so so i know it's great yeah i'm excited it, we don't we don't hop on this pod and just try and make up conversations we can actually talk about something substantive today uh which is fantastic steven did uh and, and with steven being in michigan john i i would have asked you too but you're over in new york steven did you get hooked on any of the sports online sports betting this weekend with uh NFC AFC championship. Did you get into that at all? I didn't, man. A quick story. When I used to travel out to Arizona, I went to the, uh, I went to the casino out there like one or two times. I like sweat through my shirt every time I try to bet anything. It's just, <laughs> and it's like, it, it can be a $5 bet. It can be a $20 bet or a one cent bet. And I'm just losing my mind. So I am not a betting type. I, uh, okay. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I get too nervous. Fair I don't enough. Know. Fair enough. I, I uh, dove into the world of online sports betting a bit this weekend, and it was exciting. It was fun. It was different. John, do you guys have that over in New York or no? Yeah, we've got uh, – I live near a reservation where they have the uh, casino, and they have a sports book there. Okay. But uh, I'm more on Stephen's uh, yeah. side there. Yeah. 
Vaughn, are you are you here to announce that you're off the podcast after being a millionaire? Uh, <laughs> oh, it no. If if I uh, if I was a millionaire, uh, won a ton of money doing that, I wouldn't even be recording this right now. Um, <laughs> so so here I am, uh, ready to talk Michigan football recruiting. Uh, no, I didn't win a ton of money, but it was fun. It was different. It's it's uh, interesting to see how it all went, but yeah, I just thought I would ask you guys real quick about that. But uh, going back to uh, Michigan football recruiting here, we've got quite a bit to talk about, and let's just start with the most recent offer in the 2021 class, which is not something that I would have really anticipated happening. With signing day coming just about a week from now, and they offered the new coaching staff did here a defensive tackle recruit who I would have never thought, but they offered another guy uh, from the South in the state of Texas. They've been hitting the state of Texas very hard and they did so with this recruit. I don't know how to pronounce his first name before we started recording. We were trying, I'm just going to call him Ike, Ike Iowana. He is a six, four, two defensive tackle here from Garland, Texas, very low ranked recruit. He is number 1,187 overall on the composite, the number 66 ranked defensive tackle. He's currently committed to Colorado, but he committed to Colorado just last week, just a couple days um, before Michigan offered him. But if you turn on that tape, he definitely doesn't look like a, a not even a top 1,000 guy. He, he, he definitely is outplaying his ranking, in my opinion. Uh, so that is the most recent offer of the 2021 guys. So you can add him to uh, the, the list. Of, it's a list of three now of final targets for Michigan in 2021 with Rayshon Betty and George Rooks being those other two. John, I'll turn it over to you. I don't know if you got to see his tape yet, but uh, he also performs uh, with track and field with the discus and discus and triple jump. And he is a very athletic guy for being a man of his size. He, he moves very well. And I think he could be a pretty decent player in college. What say you? Yeah. I'm actually just watching before I got on and seeing him out, pick up a fumble and outrun guys like 40 yards to the end zone. I think he's a pretty good athlete. And I think there's even reports that he's, playing around 290 right now so he definitely looks bigger on film than the 275 he's listed at so I think that's good he can be closer to uh seeing the field that way but I like his athleticism like I said he plays pretty low for someone that big uh he's got good burst and obviously uh strength he, he kind of just ragdolls uh offensive linemen when he wants to so I think this is a good find by uh the staff. I don't know, you know, if someone, if new has been monitoring him for a while, or if it's, you know, coach Mo linguist coming in with his connections from Texas, but whoever found him, I think, uh, had a good evaluation here. And it is interesting that they, they offered him right after he committed to Colorado, um, you know, seeing if he's, he's willing to, to flip his commitment that quickly, but I think he would be a, a welcome addition to the class. Along with Colorado, he also has offers from, Schools like Texas, Washington State, New Mexico, Boise State, Baylor, Boston College, Missouri, places along those lines. Uh, so he's definitely not a low-ranked guy that doesn't have some pretty good offers because he does. He does have some Power 5 offers here. Steven, I'll turn it over to you. I'll pretty much just ask you the same thing about this uh, offer here uh, from the Maize and Blue. Do you think also that this kind of 
spells maybe the potential end of the recruitment for George Rooks and Rayshon Benny? If they're looking to maybe offer uh, this guy here, Ike, um, it, it kind of, in my mind, it, you've, they've kind of been trending away from George Rooks for a little while now, and Benny hasn't really given any indication that he might flip. So this might be an insurance plan. Maybe they're just going all in on this guy to try and get one more guy on the line. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's probably some combination of that. I feel like if if Rooks or Benny were trending towards Michigan, we would have heard something by now. So I think this is probably a guy they've looked at for a while. And maybe now that things have quieted down completely for those other two names, uh, they spin the wheels here. So hard to say. I think that's probably a safe, safe bet. You still do have the transfer portal, though I know defensive tackles are dime a dozen in, in uh, that portal. So we'll see. Um, but I really like his film. I'm surprised he's ranked like 1200th overall. Um, I think my favorite aspect of him beyond what John said was his, uh, his track and field uh, career. And I looked it up. I, I was able to see because my main thing was, okay, he ran track and field or he, you know, participated in a couple events. Was that like a freshman year while he was still bulking up or, you know, maybe when he wasn't the size he is, he still did triple jump in the 2020 outdoor season. So yeah. this is a guy who was like 270, you know, now John says up to 290. And uh, that's pretty insane that he did that. He's also listed on the four by 100 re- relay, which is kind of insane. I really want to see the footage of that, but, um, but yeah, I think his footwork is probably what benefits the most off of that, where he has much quicker feet than someone I would expect of his size and also a pretty long frame. I mean, he's six, four, but his arms are also really long. So his stack and shed ability is definitely there. So I'd expect him to get a bump in the rankings. Um, and he could possibly be one of those guys that we're seeing uh, kind of hurt from not being able to visit camps in 2020 because of uh, COVID and, and maybe a guy who grew a bit late into his position of what he'll actually play in college. So scouts weren't able to uh, give him the appropriate ranking that, um, you know, maybe around five, 600, I could see him jump uh, pretty easily with at least what I've seen on film. So I I'm in, I'm interested with, with a guy with that much athleticism and that size, uh, and you know me with my uh, opinions on take all the DTs you can. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm happy about it. Well, yeah, you definitely should be happy about it. I mean, with an athlete like that, it, the sky's the limit for for uh, prospects like that. And the fact that he's ranked so low but has these offers, it really makes you scratch your head and think, well, is there just not a not a lot of tape out there. So maybe just guys are better than him. I, I don't really know, but you just flip on that tape and you see, wow. I mean, it, there's, there's a lot to like there and, and a lot to be intrigued by. So I'm certainly interested to see how this recruitment goes with signing day coming in about seven days. I would anticipate that we would know more very soon, but like I said, he's currently committed to Colorado. Uh, we'll see if that uh, offered by Michigan has any impact on his recruitment. If he ends up flipping signing with Michigan signing with maybe another school, who knows, uh, we'll definitely see here, but he's very quiet on social media. He doesn't really say a whole lot. It was actually his coach, his high school coach. Uh, I believe that uh, put out the commitment tweet for him. So it's just very interesting to see all of this play out and, and, and see if uh, they would be able to get another D tackle or, 
maybe two, maybe a, a Benny flip or a Rooks ends up committing. Um, it'll be a very interesting way to end this 2021 recruiting cycle that has had a lot of ups and downs, been a roller coaster a recruiting class uh, to say the least. So uh, John, did you have anything else on, on our good buddy Ike uh, that, uh, that you wanted to share or are you good to move on? I'm ready to move on. Well, let's move right on then to the transfer portal. It's starting to really heat up now. Now that Michigan's uh, assistant coaching staff is solidified here, uh, at least defensively, and you would anticipate that they would start reaching out to a lot of guys in the transfer portal with there being so many guys. And with the fact that these guys that they're coming into at U of M, they don't uh, have the history with them. They didn't personally recruit all of them. I'm sure that some of these guys were recruited by uh, George Hilo or some of these other guys that are coming in, but you're going to probably see a little bit of attrition here. And I would anticipate uh, the, the transfer portal at the very least them taking a, a very hard look like they have been uh, with the former staff with Don Brown, but also with uh, this new staff coming in. So a couple guys that I wanted to personally talk about, that recently entered the portal, both from Tennessee and uh, Quavaris Crouch is one of them uh, being a linebacker. And Michigan was heavily involved in his recruitment uh, back uh, when he was in high school before he ended up committing to Tennessee in 2019. His freshman year, he had 28 tackles, one tackle for loss and half a sack. Uh, this past season, he upped that a little bit. 57 tackles, two for loss, one pass deflected, and two forced fumbles. Uh, the bigger fish out there, though, is Henry To'o To'o, and he was a heavily recruited prospect uh, back in his uh, high school days, and he was a true freshman All-American at Tennessee. He had 72 tackles uh, and five tackles for loss his freshman season, along with a fumble recovery, and then this past year he had 76 tackles, and 10 tackles for loss, one sack, one pick, and three passes deflected. So he has been a very consistent uh, during his first two seasons in college football. And reportedly, at the very least, Michigan is in the running, along with schools like Georgia and Alabama. So he, his recruitment in the portal is going to be a very heavily watched one. So, John, just want to get your take on these two guys. And Michigan's been hitting the portal it seems like harder than ever this season. Uh, I, I just want to start with this quick question for you. Do you think that the reason that they're hitting the portal is because of the lack of depth on defense, kind of like what I talked about with the new staff coming in, or do you think that it's something else, a combination of things? Uh, what's your take on that? No, I definitely think they're going after because they need the guys. I think uh, the previous staff at least kind of preferred getting guys out of high school than using the transfer portal to plug holes. But I think this, uh, maybe a new direction that uh, they want the new staff to take, kind of fill out their depth with guys from the portal that are more established. I know, you know, the the one free transfer rule that's still, I'm not sure the status of it now, if it's been passed officially yet or not, but I think it's going to make uh, transferring a lot more prevalent. And I think it'll make teams like Michigan more likely to go to look to the portal and try to, you know, bolster their depth or get guys like, toe toe or crouch i think who could start for michigan especially now that mcgrone has uh announced his attention to go to the nfl draft i think they could use uh a few guys and i think they could start 
uh, immediately at Michigan. Do you think Michigan has a legitimate chance with Crouch because of the familiarity in his uh, first recruitment, or do you think that they should just go all in on a guy like Toho Toho, who's just, in my opinion, you flip on the tape, that guy's all over the place. Yeah, I think it, right now it kind of looks like they have more of a chance with Toho Toho, which is interesting given that, you know, coming out of high school, Michigan was like second or third for Crouch. Yeah. But, uh, it looks like Crouch's brother went to Texas Tech. Uh, so I think that's a likely landing spot for, for him. Um, and Michigan was one of the first guys to go after Toho Toho. He's from De La Salle in California, which is where Devin Asiasi is from. And even though he transferred after his freshman year at Michigan, I know that Michigan's like really respected there still. I think they uh, have a similar, you know, type of uh, mindset about how to approach running a football program. So I think that, uh, you know, his high school coach or connections he still has there are going to help Michigan out a lot. But going up against, you know, Alabama and Georgia is going to be an uphill battle either way. Steven, I don't know if you got the chance this weekend to watch any highlights of these two guys at all, but I was watching some highlights of Toho Toho on Saturday, I think it was, and you just flip on that tape, and he is, he, he's making plays all over the place. He's sideline to sideline guy. He diagnoses plays very well. This is a guy that Mike McDonald would covet in his defense, bringing it into Michigan here. Yeah, and I think – you look at just the depth chart and it's just a really young depth chart overall uh, for the linebacker crew. So his ability to come in and compete for his starting spot. I mean, he was already leading tackler for Tennessee. So uh, you'd expect him to at the very least get playing time, but I think it's a very uh, friendly roster for him to come into. And um, you know, it's hard to say where he'll fit and how he'll actually fit within the system. I mean, the coaches only know how they're going to structure that at this point, but, um, but yeah, I mean, he's a guy that you, you don't say no to. I think Crouch is also a guy that uh, could be very interesting. Um, and if I'm Michigan, you get as many guys in the room as you can, um, especially at, at that Mike linebacker position where you need some, uh, need some bodies, but yeah, no, I mean, Toto is a, is a guy and, uh, mm-hmm. you know, it, using the old Don Brown terminology, he, he'd be a dude. So, um, I'll still, I'll still use the dude terminology for him, even though Don Brown's gone, I'll, I'll keep that from his regime, but no, he's, he's an exciting, <laughs> exciting guy that, that, uh, I think most Michigan fans would like to have. Yeah. I think the term dude is going to just stick around for a little while, even though Don Brown's gone, it's just such a good, good word to use for a guy that just knows how to play football and is just a stud all over the, and Toho Toho is that guy. He He's a dude for sure. Um, Crouch. I like Crouch. I, I don't know if he would be a starter right away if he came to Ann Arbor, but I think he would at the very least provide some depth uh, behind the guys that are currently there. I, I would like to see more out of Kalel Mullings uh, this upcoming season at the linebacker position. I'd like to see more out of Anthony Solomon. It'll be interesting to see where they put him now that the Viper position is kind of gone. Same with Barrett. Will Barrett even have a role on this team? It's really going to be interesting to see how the linebackers, especially the Vipers are utilized in this new defense. And it'll be interesting to see if they have a similar or different approach to recruiting linebackers compared to what they, what we've been accustomed to seeing at the very least for the last uh, five years or so. 
John, did you have any other observations about Crouch or Toto or, or anybody in, in the portal at this moment that you want to hit on? Uh, just in case people might ask, is Eric Gray also from Tennessee entered the portal? But I don't think Michigan's going to go after him. You know, he was committed to Michigan at one point, but he's also named in the recruiting allegation story. And I just know Michigan's pretty allergic to stuff like that. So yep. I would not expect them to pursue. No, with especially with a couple running backs coming in and they're recruiting a lot of running backs in this 22 class, I think, yeah, I, I think it's probably best to avoid a guy like that who once was committed to U of M and then decommitted to go to Tennessee for the uh, bag of McDonald's. So um, probably going to avoid any player that has anything to do with that. So uh, and just one quick final note here, Treshawn Hayward, we talked about him a little bit on the podcast previously. He's the linebacker from Western Michigan. He is officially off the board going to Arizona to play with Don Brown, the aforementioned dude. Uh, so he is off the board. Hopefully Michigan can go get one of these Tennessee guys. I, I think both would be good additions to uh, the linebacker room at U of M. And I think both would have a pretty decent playing time uh, this season if they did come to Michigan. So uh, we'll definitely monitor all of that and we'll update all of you when and if we get those updates. So hopefully good news comes out of the portal sometime soon because it's been uh, very slow, but I expect it to pick up here uh, moving forward. But This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors in life, whether they be big, small, or anywhere in between. And when we keep those bottled up, it can start to affect us in a negative way. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched up with a licensed therapist, and if for some reason that therapist isn't working out for you, you can switch at any time for no additional charge. Get life's challenges off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Block M to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Block M. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. All right, and we are back. We're going to wrap up the show today talking about a few more assistant coaches that got announced uh, since we last uh, took the air here. And just let's talk about first guys, uh, the guys that were just announced today. Um, it, it was kind of an interesting thing. Donovan Edwards, of course, being the 2021 running back signee here uh, at U of M. Uh, he's an early enrollee, but he was still playing with West Bloomfield in their state championship that state championship was uh, this past weekend, which they ended up winning. Edwards played phenomenally, uh, but his head coach, Ron Bellamy, 
uh, just got announced today as Michigan's wide receivers coach, which is a, a little shift here from Josh Gaddis because the offensive coordinator, Josh Gaddis had been uh, kind of coaching uh, the wide receivers for the last couple seasons. Now Ron Bellamy, who is a former Michigan wide receiver himself, coming back to the program here to coach the wide receivers at Michigan along in that press release uh, was an announcement saying that uh, Jay Harbaugh, who had been coaching running backs, is shifting to tight ends with uh, Mike Hartentown coaching the running backs now. And now Sharon Moore, who was coaching tight ends, is going to be coaching the offensive line and be the co-offensive coordinator, which is very interesting. So Ed Warner, of course, is out as the offensive line coach. Uh, which it was a very interesting move to me. I, I thought he had done a pretty good job. Maybe the recruiting wasn't up to par, but um, um, it, it's just interesting moves here. And I, I think a lot of it has to do with the way that recruiting has gone uh, under uh, the previous guys here. John, I, I just want to get your take real quick on Sharon Moore uh, going to the offensive line and, and to coach these guys a lot of guys that uh, he didn't really personally recruit himself. I know that he was kind of in the recruitment for guys like uh, Keegan and a few other guys uh, from the Midwest, but just want to get your take on, on him and how you think he will uh, do on the recruiting uh, uh, on just recruiting in general. Uh, now that it's a new position uh, he hadn't been coaching these guys uh, I, I still think he's going to do a pretty good job because he's landed a lot of really good players at U of M. He has been credited with JJ McCarthy's uh, commitment. I think he was the uh, uh, secondary recruiter for him, but played a very large role in getting Daxton Hill to Michigan as well. So uh, I don't know if you have a similar opinion to that, but what are your thoughts and opinions on more going to the offensive line? Yeah, I'd say overall, I'm pretty bummed that Warner won't be on the staff anymore. I think, uh, he was one of the best developers of talent uh, among the coaches and his recruiting definitely left a little bit to be desired um, but he did a plenty fine job uh, getting some high ranked guys in his few years here definitely more four stars I think than three stars so um, but I think Sharon Moore is going to do a good job he is an offensive lineman in college which I think people can forget because he's coached tight ends basically his entire career uh, since he was a GA, so uh, he know, he definitely knows the position. Uh, he's played it before at a high level, so I don't think it's going to be a big transition. And I definitely don't have any questions about his recruiting prowess. He's been the the best recruiter on Michigan staff, arguably, for the past couple years. Um, and I think uh, recruiting the offensive line is going to allow him to get in on some top guys. I think the board has been pretty open for 2022 so far that's kind of hard to name a lot of guys that Michigan's in a really good spot with right now so uh, it's going to be uh, interesting to see who he prioritizes and who he goes after first so uh, I think he can definitely upgrade the talent in the room and I think he'll do well enough uh, coaching him up as well. Steven want to get your take on Ron Bellamy who's coming back to coach wide receivers uh, obviously with a ton of guys uh, coming from West Bloomfield over the last couple cycles 
you would anticipate that uh, the guys maybe coming up in the 22 and beyond class would naturally be uh, gravitating toward U of M now that Ron Bellamy, who is their high school head coach, is now the wide receivers coach at Michigan. So the familiarity there, I would imagine, would resonate with the West Bloomfield kids. I think it's going to resonate with kids all over the state, though. I think he's a very well-respected coach. Um, who has obviously had a lot of success, won the state championship. Uh, definitely good to go out uh, with your tenure at West Bloomfield to uh, have a state championship and then go back to your alma mater. Um, I, I think he's a well-respected guy that is going to resonate with a lot of kids in the state of Michigan. What say you, Stephen? Yeah, pretty much everyone around the state of Michigan, you ask coaches or players, and they're, they're going to say positive things about Bellamy and, and all the interviews with Donovan Edwards and a lot of other players that have come through West Bloomfield have uh, mentioned the close connection they have with Ron Bellamy. So that's music to your ears. If you're hoping that he'll recruit the area well. Um, and I think this is just a good time as you're kind of seeing this cultural shift for the coaching staff as a whole, he just fits that really well. And, you know, we'll see if he's able to, lead the Detroit recruiting, maybe uh, repair some relationships over at Belleville. Um, that could be a potential option, but uh, yeah, this is, a, this is a move where I think Michigan will really be able to hone in on uh, Michigan. And I think Michigan's done fine in getting the recruits they want to from the state, but um, I think this will be a good opportunity to have a guy strictly devoted to Detroit, let him own uh, the area he's been in and him at wide receivers, you know, obviously he played it back in the day at Michigan, but he'll also have Josh Gaddis uh, as the former position coach who now you have Gaddis who can focus strictly on the, uh, on the coordinator duties, but he'll have Bellamy will have him kind of to lean on um, if there's any, you know, ramp up speed or anything there as well. So I think it's just good timing and the staff is aligned in a way that, uh, puts him in a great spot to be successful and add a lot of value in his regional recruiting of, uh, of Detroit to get started. Yeah. I, th I think it's going to be uh, very Michigan in-state recruiting focused here uh, a little bit moving forward. I think they've always recruited the state of Michigan quite well, but this is really going to bolster that effort. And just in the Midwest in general, if they want to hit, States like Ohio, a little harder. States like Indiana, a little harder, um, who they've got some good kids in this upcoming 2022 class. I think they would be able to do so with a guy like Ron Bellamy, who has been around the area for a long time. And I think he is just what they needed to be able to try and do that. And I, I think that uh, if that's their vision for that, I think it'll work out quite well. Um, I, he seems to be uh, very well uh, liked in the area. So I would anticipate that kind of coming uh, for him. Uh, John, I want to turn the attention now to uh, the new co-defensive coordinator. We hadn't talked about him in terms of recruiting yet. Maurice Linguist, who has been handing out offers like Oprah is dishing out vehicles on her show. You get a car. Everybody gets a car. Everybody in the state of Texas, at the very least, is getting offers from Maurice Linguist. And uh, it seems like that is going to be uh, what he's trying to develop this pipeline in the state of Texas, at the very least. And it'll be interesting to see if that ends up uh, happening. If they get a pipeline of some sort, I would be all for it because it seems like all of the top-ranked Texas kids, if they don't stay in-state, it seems like a lot of them go to Ohio State, and you definitely don't want that to happen more often than not. So I, I think it's going to help uh, recruiting the state of Texas 
very well. I know Brian Jean-Marie had some connections in the state of Texas. So having two guys on your staff now uh, with connections down south like that, I think it's going to uh, pay dividends at the end of the day on the recruiting trail. Yeah, for sure. He was on a hot streak before he was even officially announced by the school. He like handed out five offers to cornerbacks in Texas, basically. Um, he's definitely high effort, a uh, lot of energy on the trail, which is really good to see, even though I think he's the oldest one out of all the hires, which at 38 isn't very old. But it just uh, I think he's got the energy and passion for recruiting and building relationships um, that I think you need. He has lots of experience. In Texas, he helped A&M bring in uh, lots of top talent, uh, I think back-to-back classes with five stars, or at least uh, top 100 players. So he knows everybody uh, down there, all the coaches, you know, seven-on-seven circuit. I think he's a pretty familiar face, so I think that's going to be a a big boost for Michigan on the trail. I think the Texas is going to be interesting because it's not, you know, the the number one place you'd think for – Uh, players to come from to go to Michigan but I think he can pluck you know maybe two or three guys there uh, a year that you wouldn't get otherwise so I think that'll be a good boost and I think he's gonna uh, he's at a critical position at cornerback where it needs a lot of talent so I think it's a good time to get a big recruiter like him. Much like him with the state of Texas, new safeties coach George Hilo has been hitting the state of Florida quite hard with a lot of offers down there. He's got connections to the Jacksonville area, and the state of Florida is definitely a hotbed for talent as well. George Hilo coming from uh, Maryland, being their linebackers coach over there, and he is also an alumni of not only Ole Miss, but also Georgia. So he's definitely got some Southern ties as well. So I I think all of these moves combined, Stephen, it really just makes it look like all of these assistant coaching hires that they've made and all the shifts that they've done. It it seems a lot of it to be uh, in the recruiting department that they want to bolster that recruiting, kind of knock out the recruitments of the Northeastern kids predominantly and go get the kids that uh, are playing against the top competition possible. I think Hilo, Linguist, all these guys, it it really seems to be uh, recruiting motivated uh, in in terms of why Jim Harbaugh made these hires. But um, I want to get your thoughts on that, but also just Hilo in general with the connections that he has in the state of Florida. What say you, Stephen? Yeah, Hilo has been kind of everywhere. He started coaching back in uh, 2012 where he was a weight room intern in the summer. And then that fall he went, uh, I believe to Georgia as a defensive assistant under uh, Kirby smart. So, and then he just kind of improved upon that. He's coached under uh, Jimbo Fisher uh, coached under Pruitt back at Georgia. And then, so, I mean, just those names alone, he's, he's coached under some uh, pretty, pretty big names and been around some of the best programs in the sec. Um, And I mean, you go to, uh, to linguist as well. And, you know, him being with the Cowboys, I mean, he brought on Jordan Lewis to a, uh, to a call with Will Johnson. So um, him having the NFL connections there, you have a lot of guys on the defensive staff, especially who have been uh, either in the NFL or around some of the best programs in college football in the case of George Hilo. So I, I think it's the, the shift that I see is, we, you brought in Don Brown, who is literally the best statistical, uh, you know, if you look at the advanced statistics at his time at, uh, at Boston College, and he was 
just simply the best. Like you, you couldn't beat that. And it, at a certain level, you can have a really good scheme. Um, you can have good players, but when it comes to beating the Ohio States and the, the top tier, you need to uh, have the talent. And that's just something where Michigan is recruited fine and well for uh, Don Brown system, but uh, mano y mano, it's, it's hard to get there. Right. And I think when you compare just the positioning of a program like Ohio state and Michigan, you need to be creative because you simply don't have to work as hard on the trail uh, if you're Ohio State at this point, they have Big Ten titles to fall back on, uh, playoff appearances to fall back on. Ohio State kind of is selling itself at this point. Sure, they're still, they still have great recruiters and, and great coaching staff over there, but you need to make up ground somewhere. And with a lot of these guys, the the with Hilo, Linguist, uh, Mike McDonald, these are guys who are definitely going to be hungry. I mean, you've seen just the quick progression in their careers. They're going to be working hard and probably that's something that that Michigan really wanted to not get outworked and have a connection to the players. So guys who have been recently um, for multiple members of the defensive staff in the NFL and coaching those players directly to have that experience, to have that where um, you're able to relate to players. And um, I, I think that's just the direction Michigan's heading there. Um, so, I mean, it makes sense, right? You, you, yeah, at the very least, you can't get outworked. I feel like last year, with it's hard to say that Michigan outworked many programs. And I think the uh, out with the old, in with the new is is a way to not only um, get some uh, get some fan hopefulness into your program, but also breathe life into your recruiting room. And uh, I, I think a lot of these moves are maybe not risky, but um, not as safe moves you know if you bring in a more experienced guy an older guy into your staff but it's likely to make up some ground there with the amount of talent and amount of just ends you can get with recruits because of that relatability uh that some younger guys can have with those recruits john i'll give you the final word the floor is yours my friend uh i'm actually gonna go back and talk about bellamy then if i could talk about anyone uh just because i think Michigan was already set to do better in state with the hiring of Mike Hart, uh, given how he's coached at Eastern and Western, Western Michigan before and covered the state for Indiana. But now I think Bellamy just takes them over the top. And I think uh, it's going to help free up Sharon Moore, who was, you know, in charge of the state before uh, to go after different territories. Um, I think Mike Hart can also focus more on, uh, different territories that he wants uh maybe he can do the northeast um and i i just think that uh the bellamy hire is gonna do uh have a big deal in state so maybe people the the michigan fans won't have to complain as much about top guys leaving the state yeah maybe not i mean it would be nice to be able to get a few of those top guys like a damon Payne from belleville we'll see if if the belleville relationship is patched up a little bit i know that Crowell and and uh, Bellamy have a very uh, a, a tight bond, a mutual respect for each other um, with the high school coaching rank. So we'll see if that if that helps at all. I certainly would expect it to a little bit at the very least. I don't know if it, it might take a little bit to get back into Belleville fully, but I think uh, changes are coming on the recruiting trail. So uh, boys, thank you for coming on as always. And thank you to the listeners uh, for tuning in. You can follow me on Twitter at Vaughn underscore Lozon. John, where are you at? At Simmons underscore John. And Steven? 
at Stephen Toski. And give Maze and Brew a like, follow on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that good stuff. And please uh, subscribe and rate all of our podcasts on the Podcast Network as well. And go check out Stephen's other work on the YouTube page. Uh, we would greatly appreciate all that. Uh, for Stephen and John, I am Vaughn. We'll talk to you guys next week.